Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. In this video on YouTube, you may notice a little fact check logo with a Wikipedia link regarding the New World Order and conspiracy theorists that believe it's a nefarious plan by those in leadership to get a one world government. While the truth is obviously stranger than fiction in this regard, we're going to take a look at some of the more conspiratorial natured statements concerning the New World Order. What is really being stated most recently by the likes of even the President Joe Biden and ultimately what the Bible says about a coming new world order that will have one world religion and one world income or finances. And so we want to take a look at these things and see not only what the world is saying concerning these things, but more importantly, what scripture says about a coming new world order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law governs the conduct of nations. They're going from beta to 1.0. That means new world order. This is it. We are in the new world order. We have crossed the line. Right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. Now's the time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there and we've gotta lead it. And we've gotta unite the rest of the free world in doing it. As was stated in the introduction, I'm sure you're getting ready to see the fact checking going on when it comes to discussing the new world order. So with me as always to discuss these very important topics and this specific topic that is really important, especially with everything going on, is the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Great to be with you, Chad. Uh, looking forward to the show. Uh, I think this will be a real eye opener because it's not going to be as tidy as people think regarding the new world order, but there's definitely some things you can sink your teeth in to see the prophetic scenario shaping up. No, I think that's really important. And before we even get into it, I want to say this right now. The fact is, is that when it comes to an episode like this, YouTube typically isn't going to be throwing this up for everyone to see. So we do ask you uh, to please share it. The only way that mm -hmm. eyes are going to be on this to see the truth about what scripture says, because ultimately what's going on in the world, we need to make sure even that is taken through the lenses of scripture. So make sure that you are sharing this with your friends and letting them know because we're going to be fact-checking a lot of the things that you've heard about the New World Order from different views of eschatology, as well as when it comes to what the world is saying. And as I said, you can see the little fact-check button that has been on our Great Reset episodes and a number of other places where we've talked about this specific subject. And YouTube has said, we want to get this out there right away. And we want to poison the well so you don't think that anything that's being stated here is actually true concerning the New World Order. So yeah, we're using those buzzwords today. So we may get knocked down a little bit, but we'd love to have you guys share this. Make sure your friends see this if they can, because this is important, Joe, because a lot of people are hearing this. And 
You're going to hear from it a little bit later. We're going to play a clip so you can hear the full clip that you guys might have heard of President Joe Biden talking about it. But the reality is, is that when we look at even this topic at hand, whether somebody is a Republican or a Democrat or something in between, it seems that it doesn't matter. They've all been pushing this along the way. Yeah, even if Bill Clinton has used the term uh, New World Order. And I mean, you know, up until recent times, that made no sense because we didn't have the globalism that we have recently. And the scriptures warned that at the Tower of Babel, that all the world had been united in that vicinity of the world. And the Lord changed their languages. Uh, hence, we have all kinds of different languages and dialects today uh, because they were trying to build a tower uh, to the heavens. Uh, we understood these towers to be ancient ziggurats. And this was a, a tower uh, that was being built to worship the host of heavens, the stars and so forth in a one world uh, religion. And the scriptures warn that this that, that spirit has been around for a long time. Uh, Babylon, uh, which oppressed God's people, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the king of Babylon being a picture of the Antichrist. Uh, the scriptures tell us in Psalm chapter two about the last day, uh, you know, how the kings should bow to the sun. But guess what? They're going to not, they're, they're going to feast about the sun until they have to, a judgment day. And they're going to say, let us break these chains and let us unite against the Holy One, you know, against the Most High. They want to unite against him and the world's going to come against him in the end days. And there will be a new world order in Revelation chapter 13. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's, I mean, you know, they can put fact check all they want, but they're going to be, what they're going to be doing is you have to be deny what our leaders are saying, that we're, we're trying to forge a new world order with Biden saying that the U.S. is going to lead it. They're going to have to deny scripture, which states in Revelation 13, 7, that every nation, uh, kindred, you know, people and tongue uh, will be under the power of the Antichrist. But here's where it gets a little tricky, Chad, and we'll, and we'll and this is going to be hopefully very revealing uh, to our audience, and uh, is that a lot of people are looking for this tidy new world order where the Antichrist rules and just all nations and people and tongues are just all saying, you know, kumbaya, not kumbaya for Christ, but for the Antichrist, and where they're uh, basically united and there's no conflict in this new world order. Uh, when you read the book of Daniel, you'll see that the Antichrist has conflict in this so-called uh, new world order. but when, when we look at it closely, there's two major power players in the New World Order in the end, as the Bible describes it. So what we're saying is, what's the biblical description? Because we believe and know and understand biblically, this is where everything's headed. All of history is headed toward this, this point, is who are the major players? Of course, you have the beast, you have the false prophet. Uh, the beast is the Antichrist, you have the false prophet. Uh, you have uh, Satan himself empowering the beast. You have the great whore of Babylon uh, and so forth. But what people don't realize is a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, there can't, the New World Order can't be being forged right now because you have Putin and he's working with some Middle Eastern countries and so forth. And he's got his deal going on. You have the United States and, and you have uh, Biden and you have others like leaders in the Ukraine talking about the New World Order. It's like, how can there be this New World Order with these different? Well, guess what? That's exactly what the Bible tells us about, about in regard to factions. There will be two major players. This is huge in the New World Order. One will be the beast and the beast nations and the 10 nations that give their power to the beast. And they will be distinct to a degree, but at the same time, one, and let's, we'll make the distinction in a moment, with the whore of Babylon, which rides upon the beast, that sits upon the beast. And this whore of Babylon rules over the kings of the earth, but the beast hates her and ends up destroying her. So what we should be seeing is we should be seeing a new world order of nations and a particular leading nation that leads this new world order, which fits the ba Babylon, and not ancient Babylon, because it's called mystery Babylon, 
which we can get into. Mystery indicates that it's not ancient Babylon, but it has the spirit of Babylon, which we can ferret all this out in the process of the show because one of the things we want to explain to you guys or encourage you guys to understand is that these 10 nations that give their power to the beast and this whore of Babylon that rides her, uh, they, 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 they work with each other, yet at the same time, while they're working with each other, they, they exploit the, the, in the humanity uh, to their end. But they're also opposing factions in the sense that in the very end, because the beast and the ten nations that give their power to the beast hate the woman and destroy her in concert with and just before, along with Christ's second coming. So what we ought to be seeing is a new world order, as Biden is talking about, and we ought to also see these beast nations, which are defined, and we'll get into that a little bit, uh, as Middle Eastern nations, even all the way up even to Russia. We look at Gog and Magog as being opposed, or I should say, uh, in cahoots, and at the same time working against, in some way, uh, the poor Babylon. And it's kind of interesting to see how it's shaping out. I would not expect everybody to just say, lockstep, let's just all unite, because that's not what you see in Revelation 17 18. You see the whore of Babylon riding the beast, and there being there being a uh, animosity between the two, but they use each other because, and, and we'll get into this more. But it's pretty heavy when you look at what's going on and what's shaping up. No, I think it's great, and I, and I would love to encourage you guys uh, if for some homework to go alongside of this. I think you could check out not only a series we're going to be talking about that you're working on right now, but you can check out on this very channel on our Good Fight Ministries channel. You can check out Racing Through Revelation. That's where Joe took the entire book of Revelation and went through it succinctly for one hour. And we also just did the seven churches. You can find that on our Good Fight Ministries channel as well. We went through naming, uh, I mean, a lot of these things we've talked about. And so we want to really focus here, but you can go through our series from our live uh, conference in Texas where we did a Q&A, but we also did a naming the end times players that you guys can check out. And I think that would encourage you. And also something, Joe, maybe you could speak to this because I know you're going to be this Sunday, if you're available or you can watch live and participate in the live chat, I'll be on there. And you can go to Blessed Hope Chapel. Make sure it's the See Me page, Blessed Hope Chapel, See Me Valley, and check out. Because this week, something that I've been talking about on 511 News, hey, we want to talk about Gog and Magog. Instead of doing a Good Fight radio show. Which hopefully will follow it up with a Good Fight which, show. Which we will. But this will be more depth. But yeah, he'll have an entire over an hour to explain some of the Gog and Magog discrepancies that people have in terms of even in the body, people we believe are, are brothers and sisters in Christ who have different views, but we want to take a look at that in depth. And so instead of doing it for a Good Fight radio show, this is a great time to cross-pollinate with you guys and for you guys to check out Blessed Hope Chapel. That is the church that Pastor Joe is the pastor of. I'm an elder here at Blessed Hope Chapel, and we would love for you guys to be involved there and watch that sermon because I know you're going to be going through Gog and Magog in depth this Sunday, starting this Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So maybe we could talk a little bit about Gog, Magog, the beast, because we want to identify the players in the New World Order. Yep. So, uh, be and what we really want to focus on is what part might, Bi might Biden and the United States, not saying Biden, I think he'd be the last guy to be the Antichrist, but, uh, but the United States, as Biden said, we're going to be, we're gathering nations together to form this New World Order. And he said, we, the U.S., are going to lead it. And when we look at this, it's like, uh, how does that fit in? I mean, because you have to keep in mind, I mean, the power that we have is absolutely mind-boggling in this country. And uh, where does that fit in with, you know, what's going on with Russia right now? What's going on with uh, the Middle East and what's going on with Israel and all that? So there's major players that we need to understand that are in play up until the very end. Just, you know, at the Battle of Armageddon, because Babylon is destroyed under the 
sixth bowl or the seventh bowl. So, uh, which is also the sixth seal and also the seventh trumpet when you diagram them and, and see that they all bring you to, to picture of the end. But uh, when you look at these major players, you start to see that. And, and before we talk about the new world order, which I believe will come under personally, it, unless, and I qualify this, unless there's this amazing cosmic shift to where, you know, uh, the power of, of, of importing, the power of ruling over the nations of the world, the power of exporting immorality like no other nation shifts from our country, which is doing all those things like nobody else, to another country in the future. If the end times happen in our time, uh, you, there's no other better. There's no close candidate to who would be the whore of Babylon that rules over the nations of the earth and the new world order than, than the United States of America. When I'm speaking geopolitically and, and commercially, uh, not, not so much religiously, although I believe there'll be uh, religion. We believe that uh, the Roman Catholic Church, along with the New Age movement, the occult, uh, Luciferians, all sorts of people that are in the occult, uh, and the religious system of this world, World Council of Churches, will be uniting under the Antichrist and part of this spiritual Babylon. But there's definitely a commercial Babylon uh, that's destroyed in the end. And so when so you can understand who these players are uh, when you look at the two major groups of players. And the first one, uh, you have to understand before you can understand who the whore is, who the whore of Babylon is in this coming new world order, is the beast and his empire. And we know, and we've studied this, and I would encourage you to check out a message I did a few weeks ago on a Sunday uh, when we did a message on Gog and Magog. So, I mean, I got I got uh, roundly booed in the fellowship in a joyful, playful way when I said uh, last Sunday that I'm going to hold off on the next Gog-Magog message until next Sunday because I want to do a message called Baptism of Boldness, which praise God because a lot of people were really blessed by that and encouraged. But they were like, oh, man, you know, and boo, because they wanted it that week. That'll be this coming Sunday. But what we had talked about before with the congregation is how do you identify this beast because we're talking about the Antichrist kingdom, which works in cahoots with the whore of Babylon. It destroys the whore of Babylon at the very end. Uh, we know in Revelation chapter 13, the first few verses, what this beast looks like. And we're given a understanding of what this beast looks like, just, you know, basically, but not with great detail. This final empire in Daniel is described as having 10 toes, the 10 toes of the, the metallic image at the very end mixed with clay, or the 10 horns when Daniel in Daniel chapter 7 uh, reveals his vision that God gave him, these 10 horns that are on uh, this, this, this final beast. But when Daniel describes this final beast, I think this is very, very important for us to understand. When Daniel describes this final beast, he says it was diverse from the other beasts. It was, it, was, it was different in some ways, right? It doesn't give us the details of any kind of animal-type likeness with this final beast in, in Daniel chapter 7. Yet, Revelation, and the end of Daniel, the book is sealed. Yet, Chad, as you know, in end of Revelation, don't steal up this book. Mm-hmm. The book of Revelation works with Daniel and gives a, a full revelation of what God wanted to keep uh, and reveal to us in the end of days, which is now. So then we're given more description of that diverse beast and what it looks like. So when we look at the beast, we know, and Chad, without getting and we've got in, we went pretty deep and went through chapter two, uh, the metallic image, we went through chapter seven, uh, the animal images, we went through chapter eight, you know, with uh, uh, the, the, the goat with, you know, the goat and also the ram and so forth. But just follow this much. When Daniel has his vision, and Chad, I'll quiz you on the way uh, a little bit. And so to get the people to understand, so you can try to follow this better, is when we're looking at Daniel's vision, he has a vision of the lion, right? Uh, and this 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 empire is superseded by the bear that's lopsided. Yeah, the Medes and the Persians there. So who would the lions be? Well, you got Babylon. 
Babylon. So Lions Babylon, yeah. right? Which is now modern day Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. And then you have the you know, the bear that's got is lopsided because it's the Persians and the Medes, as Chad mentioned, they superseded the Babylonians. In fact, Daniel was set free eventually, and, and the Jews by the Medes and Persians eventually had to go back into the land of Israel because the 70 years have been finished. But then there's this leopard also, which was what empire? The Grecian the Empire, Grecian right? Empire. Yep. And that was the Grecian Empire who ruled out of Syria because King, uh, King Alexander the Great, uh, his four generals, because he died young, and his four generals took over his territories, and they divided it in four places, but it has its, its central hub as a picture of the coming Antichrist kingdom in Syria, which is where the Antioch Epiphanes, one of the, the leaders who comes after the generals, rules in the picture of Antichrist and desecrates the temple, abominates the temple, a picture of the coming abomination to come. So you have, you have now this is important, because you have ancient Iraq, which was the lion. You have ancient Medes and Persians. Persia was, is modern day Iran. So you have Iran and Iraq in play. And with a leopard, you have Syria in play uh, via the Grecian Empire. Now, this is what's mind-boggling. I've been saying, and anybody that's followed our ministry for any time, I've been saying for decades uh, that I don't believe they're going to have a United States of Europe that are going to rule the world, you know, because, and I say that, I go, because when you see the beast identified in the book of Revelation, it's these Middle Eastern territories and these Middle Eastern peoples that rule the world, along with this character or this nation from the remotest parts of the North, right? So when you look at this in the book of Revelation chapter 13, with regard to the new world order, in the Revelation chapter 13, John sees a beast coming up out of the sea has seven heads and ten horns. There's those ten horns from the book of Daniel. talks about that final beast, right? The seven heads. We're told five have been, okay? One is, and one is yet to come. And the Antichrist, the eighth, he comes out of the seventh. Okay, without bogging you down on all that, he describes what the beast looks like. And this is, this, is, this is why this is so important. What does God's word say? And, well, when you look at the description, he says this beast he sees, which was diverse, and that last beast in that Daniel talks about in chapter three, where he said, doesn't really describe the animal parts of that beast, just say it's diverse from the others. Woo, man, what does it look like? Has the head of a lion. The lion was what? Iraq. Well, Babylon. Babylon, which Iraq, is modern day yeah. Iraq. It has the feet of a bear. The bear was? Oh, or Persia. Persia, the yeah. Persian Empire, the Medo Persia, which is modern day. Iran. Iran, yeah. Right, guys? You have Iran and Iraq in the beast empire in the end, and then you have the leopard. And what did the leopard roll through? Syria. Well, guess what? Three nations are in play right now under Putin. Guess where? You remember the civil war that was taking place in Syria? 2019, Putin said, we're going to pull our troops out of Syria. They decided to stay. They decided to start a couple bases there where they have their hypersonic uh, nukes right there in Syria next to Israel. What is he doing there? And then this is really crazy because Iran, uh, Putin, and Russia has been trying, the major player in trying to broker the deal and allowing Iran to have nukes. That's the bear and the lion. I'm sorry, the bear and uh, the leopard. Well, what about the lion? Iraq. We've left Iraq. We had bases there, you know, at the war in Iraq and everything. Guess who's filled that vacuum? Largely. Iran. In fact, we just got hit in Iran. Our representatives are building there 
you know, diplomatic building there, just got hit with missiles from guess who? From Iran in Iraq. Because Iran, and now this is all very important because it's these three nations, Syria, Iran, Iraq, that are listed uh, or under the banner of the lion, the bear, and the leopard in the prophetic scenario. And these are all in play with Putin. He doesn't have his hands with all these other Muslim nations. Those specifically, that blows me away. Because years and years ago, I was saying, hey, it looks like these nations are in play in the very end. And I was saying this, but it, guess what? People are like, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, these guys just have some oil and they're walking around with towels in their head. And they don't have any power. Boom. What's going on today? Who wants to destroy Israel more than anybody else? Ancient Persia, which is now Iran, right? And now you have Putin. And when we talk about Gog and Magog on Sunday, and then we'll follow it up and do some of that on one of our, our podcasts. Uh, Magog is from the most remote or extreme parts of the north. And uh, the most extreme parts of the north and most Bible prophecy experts agree that it refers to Russia. And then when you look at the Magogians who were in Turkey, and I do believe Turkey will still be in play because I don't believe Meshek and the, the cities that are mentioned in Turkey, as we talked about in one of our shows, uh, those are that's not Moscow and so forth. But Turkey also, Erdogan and so forth, has been talking to Putin's administration about what's going on here, right? So, But they'll be swept up into it because when Gog and Magog come down, and they invade Israel, which I believe will actually be Armageddon. I just, so I do believe there's some some time before those last events. I don't believe uh, as many pre-tribbers have Gog, Magog war prior to uh, the tribulation period, uh, prior to the so-called pre-trib rapture. Uh, no, it's at the very end, and we're going to prove that Sunday. But I just think it's interesting, Chad, as we identify the major players, uh, uh, and I'm going to get into it a little bit on Sunday, is that the Scythians, according to Josephus, the Magogians, that they migrated up to what is now known as Russia in the southern parts of Russia, which is really fascinating. And even DNA evidence shows us that uh, they are the ancient Scythians, uh, which were understood to be the Magogians, Magog. And they're at the extreme parts of the north. And they just happen to have mass nuclear capabilities and being working in cahoots with Persia, <laughs> Iran, Iraq, and uh, uh, Syria. So when we start to understand the New World Order from that respect, we see this very powerful thing going on. And we see the rest of the world not knowing what to do because of all the nukes that Putin has. And people are like, he's just crazy enough to use them maybe to basically leave his stamp on history like a new Stalin or, you know, and what have you. So we're seeing this going on. That helps us. And it's when we start to understand that, that we can start to understand who the harlot is and how the harlot plays into this, into what's called the new world order, because you have these two major things going on in the end times. And when you start to understand that, the pieces. And we've already seen, if you've been following this, and you can, the cool thing is, we're on YouTube, the show will be there, or on a Facebook as well, you can uh, uh, go through and, and just listen to a couple times, slow it down a little bit, and follow it closely, because it makes, it's like so far a hand in the glove. And like I said, if this doesn't go down this way, well, things can shift a different way in the future. But if the end times are in our days, which many of us are like, whoa, look at what's going on here, uh, it very likely uh, looks like it's not far off, uh, the major players can be identified right now like never before, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, especially when you think of of Turkey. And I really, I, I know for me, especially looking at, at the scriptures, I really see Turkey as a big player here. When you have someone like Erdogan, as you mentioned, and he literally wants to bring back what? The Ottoman Empire. Yeah. And then you have a situation here where Putin wants to bring back the Russian Empire. That's right. And when you start seeing, you know, these 10 kingdoms and so forth, matched up with their kings when you see because you you mentioned the uh those from magog because gog 
right? It's not a place, it's a person. Person. Gog yeah. from Magog. Probably the Antichrist. Yeah. Probably the Antichrist. So it's it's very, it's just very interesting, all of this coming together. And, and when we deal specifically about the new world order that we're talking about here, something that is, isn't a, a turn of phrase that simply Christians have been using this term as what's going to take place, because we, you know, we read it, you know, as you mentioned, Revelation 17, Revelation 18, Revelation 13, all of these different places. But then you hear the, the specific language, and we've got been fact check on our two great resets great reset and great Re- reset revisited where we looked at what's going on with you know the fauci's of the world and so forth and now we're we seeing, play their own words we play, just say let me fact check that all you want they said it you know <laughs> no it, it's interesting you know you got guys like klaus schwab speaking before muslims yeah right and and you see some of these guys and some of the stuff they're pushing and then instead of once again and i feel like we're doing this from an eschatological point of view now from the scripture it's almost like watching the Soldier Souls Rock and Roll or, you know, Marvel and DC's War on God, because you're listening to their own words. You're yeah. reading what they've said. So right. instead of us saying, hey, they're trying to unite everyone together, they really want just one world ec- economy, one world government, just like it says it's going to happen in Revelation chapter 13. Why don't you just hear it from Joe Biden before we get any further? Here's a clip of Joe Biden specifically talking about this new world order that they're trying to bring about. The top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. There's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. Joe, the... The terminology at the end, of course, new world order, new world, new world order is always going to spark our interest, right? We say, okay, you know, like you said, we talked, you you talked about Bill Clinton saying George Bush said it in the past. Obviously, we got Joe Biden saying it right here. But when we see in him specifically talking about uniting everyone together, that's where I my ears perk up, you know, and I go, oh, that's really interesting that even him and his old age can figure out, uh, you know, a way to unite everyone together with everything that's going on. It seems like the agenda has continued to be pushed. We can go to our great reset. You can see Justin Trudeau talking about it and so forth. And, and it's just very interesting with all the players, you know, the George Soros's of the world, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, you know, and all of these political players. And now with everything going on, it's very interesting. It's all this uniting it all together. Yeah, and of course, in Scripture, when the Lord disunified them at the Tower of Babel, uh, it was because he didn't want them united under uh, an occult construct and damning their eternal souls because they're rejecting the one true God and relying on the Babylonian spirit. Uh, The Lord, we're told in uh, chapter 17 of the book of Acts, that he created, he'd only determined the times that we would live, but the boundaries between the nations, that we would cry out to him and seek after him and find him. but the world, and just like in a lot of people in U.S. government, they want the government to be the God, you know, just like the ancient, you know, just like not ancient, the Soviet Union, right? Uh, wanted, uh, you know, they, they just wanted to excise from the planet anybody who believed in Yahweh and so forth. And uh, we're a totalitarian state. Well, uh, the New World Order is going to want to do away with true Christianity, true faith and so forth. And it's like John Lennon, you know, he admitted that he he said he was when he wrote his songs, it's like being he's like possessed by a spirit. and a psychic, a medium, and he'd just have to write it and it would come out automatically. And then, you know, he stated that 
Uh, it was like it was a hollow temple. One spirit would come in, another would leave. He was a channel for this, these demonic entities. You had Crowley up on Sergeant Pepper's, right? Well, he's not right. It's Imagine, you know, the song Imagine. He said he tried to get that message across before, but people wouldn't do it because it was politically, you know, not very popular, but he dipped it in honey through the melody. That's how Satan uses music. And that song is all about imagining there's no God. You know, imagine all the world living together as one without God. That's a new world order, but they're going to have a God because you, because you're going to end up worshiping something as even Bob Dylan admitted, you're going to serve someone, maybe the God, maybe God, maybe the devil. Well, in this case, you're going to end up worshiping the Antichrist. But now let's try to identify another major part of the two major parts of the new world order. We're looking at the beast so far and I'm a human being, so I'm way fallible, right? But I'm looking at this. I've got the same Bible you have, unless you've got the new world translation by the JWs or, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the book of Moroni, you know, a Mormon uh, book or the Book of Mormon, which aren't real Bibles at all. But we want to encourage you uh, when we're looking at scripture, these are just what we're looking at saying, hey, this looks like this could be that because we're looking at the beast empire described by the same empires that were in existence in the book of Daniel being brought together in the end under this fierce king, you know, or this, I should say, this uh, king from the north, uh, extreme north, uh, which is related to Gog and Magog. But there's something else in play here. Who is this harlot that rules, or I should say that, and she does rule over the kings of the earth, who who rides on the back of the beast that the beast hates? Uh, let's let's try to identify her. And uh, if she's in existence today, who would best fit the way she's described? Because I I think one particular city and nation uh, fulfill what she's described as way more than anybody else that could come to mind. And nobody meets the criteria that I read in the book of Revelation of this of this harlot religion. And, uh, or I should say this harlot empire, because it's it's a commercial and a political and a religious empire that rides the beast, the beast destroys later, right? So Revelation 17, check this out. This is going to be a blow mine. Revelation 17, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and spoke with me saying, come here and I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters later waters aside described as many peoples so she's influencing many peoples the waters are the nations we, we read later in revelation uh, with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk with the wine of her immorality and he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness and i saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names having seven heads and ten horns the beast has seven heads and ten horns. It's blasphemous. That obviously is the Antichrist kingdom, and it's and it's and as it's depicted in its its culmination. So she's sitting on this beast, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast. So she's sitting on this beast. Okay. Now later on, we find that she doesn't like the beast. Does not like the woman sitting on her, and destroys her in the end. Okay. So you have two separate entities, but right, but in the end times, for a while, they are united in some way. They need each other. Uh, just like, for instance, uh, you can see that interplay right now with, you know, the United States wanting Russia's oil. What do we do without Russia's oil? Europe wanting Russia's oil. How are we uh, buying their oil and funding the war against Iran or, or Ukraine and all this stuff going on? And, you know, there's interplays that sometimes demanded by people because of their desire for, uh, you know, drive cars, everything else, you know, even though right now we're saying we don't want Russian oil. We're, we're looking at the future here and so forth. So, and, he, and then we read in verse four, the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet. She's really rich, right? And adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a 
gold cup full of abominations and the unclean things of her immorality. And on her forehead, a name was written, a mystery. It's a mystery. That's important. The Greek word is musterion, a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Wow. And, I, and so she's the mother of harlots, the mother of prostitutes, the abomination of the earth. She is churning out prostitutes, uh, spiritually speaking, those who are, are contrary to God and, and, and who's with Satan around the world. Who's doing this? What, who, what, what people group is, is doing this? And John, he's, he's, he's wondering with, with great wonder, you know, and it's blowing him away. Well, let's look at some of this because to me, it's quite amazing. First of all, you have to understand that she's the whore of Babylon, okay? She, the, the book of Revelation deals with contrast and counterfeits. In fact, you have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one true God, amen? Father sends Jesus. Holy Spirit does miracles to confirm who Jesus is, amen? Well, guess what? That's counterfeit in the book of Revelation by the beast, the false prophet, and Satan. The beast or the Antichrist is like a picture, is like a counterpart to Jesus, the Son of God. Satan is a counterpart to the Father. The Father gives authority to Jesus. The Bible says that Satan gives his authority to the beast or the Antichrist. The Holy Spirit does miracles to confirm that Jesus is the Son of God, right? The scriptures tell us in Revelation that the false prophet does miracles to get people to worship the beast, the Antichrist. And guess what? Jesus has his bride, right? His bride, his church. In contrast, the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, they have their whore, the whore of Babylon. And just as the false prophet and the, 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 the Antichrist system of false prophet, Antichrist, and, and, and Satan are a counterfeit trinity, the, the whore of Babylon is a counterfeit church, as though this is God's people in the end, because the Antichrist claims to be God. The false prophet looks like a lamb, it says. I Meaning he looks like he represents Christ and goodness, but he speaks like a dragon. So you have to understand this whore of Babylon doesn't look like a whore to the world. This looks like the new world order of the world. This is a good thing. But where is it going? What's it heading? What's it championing? Well, it's, it's championing, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah type things, you know. In fact, when we look at the word mystery, I think this is very important to understand. When you look at the word mystery, Mysterion, it says a mystery. Behold, it says, and, uh, and on her forehead a name was written, a mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abomination of the earth. Why does he call it a mystery? I believe he's calling it a mystery because it's not literal Babylon. It's not literal Iraq. Obviously, nobody would say that Iraq is influencing all the other nations of the earth and corrupting them and, and is the commerce center of the world and, and is ruling over the nations of uh, the kings of the nations and so forth. Nobody would even say that. Even when they were saying that, when Saddam Hussein was claiming to rebuild Babylon, I think it was Chuck Mister and many guys were saying, look, at Babylon's being rebuilt. I shook my head. I said, no, no, it's not what's going on there. It's not literal Babylon because Babylon's a mystery. And how does that word musterion signify to us that it's not a literal geographic area in the ancient world? How is that? Well, in Revelation chapter 11, we read about uh, this, this Sodom and Gomorrah, but it's not ancient Sodom and Gomorrah. It says the two witnesses we killed, right there in Revelation 11, they'll be put to death after their testimony for three and a half years, and their bodies will lay in the street for three and a half days. And it says their bodies will lie just outside Jerusalem, okay, which is Israel. And it says, which is called? Sodom and Egypt. But guess what? It's called Musterion, mystery, Sodom and Egypt. It's not literally, Israel's not Sodom, Sodom and Egypt. Egypt is way south of Israel. So it's important to understand when we look at this is uh, Israel, we call Sodom and Egypt because it's been given over to a spirit of sodomy, a spirit of Egyptian occultism and false gods. And you go to Israel today, there's a much atheism and occultism and there's more occultism per capita of people there than most 
place in the world. Yet she's not the harlot. That's that's Sodom and Egypt spiritually at the end before Christ comes back. Who's the harlot? Who takes on the mantle of the Babylonian spirit? What's interesting, we can even talk about that spirit going to different places. In Zechariah chapter 5, uh, the, the, the Jews had come back from Babylon. And when they came back from Babylon, they brought that spirit with them. And the Lord was kicking that spirit out, out of Israel. In Zechariah 5, you see this woman called wickedness in a basket. And she's taken by two other women in that basket, like storks with wings, back to Shinar, back to ancient Babylon, out of Israel. So that spirit of Babylon can so you know be trans- can be transported. Just like, for instance, Jesus calls a false prophetess in the church of Thyatira. He calls her uh, Jezebel. She's not literally Jezebel, but she has the spirit of Jezebel. So who has, what's this mystery Babylon in the end? The city that rules over the kings of the earth and so forth. Well, when you look at it, you tell me who fits this this deal. And I, and by the way, if I could say, well, Lord, not not the nation I live in, you know, because I love the country I live in, and I love so many things about it. It's so beautiful, and and it has a godly heritage to one degree, but also has an occult heritage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, just pull out your dollar bill, and you'll see an eye with, with you'll see a pyramid with an eye in it. Okay, and Novus Ordo Seclorum, you know, new secular order, right? And that has roots going way back to the beginning because this nation was founded in a large part by Masons who were involved and steeped in the occult, by deists. And also there were genuine believers, I believe, in the formation of the nation that feared and loved God as well. We have a mixed beginning, which is quite interesting. But a lot of the, unfortunately, when the Puritans came over, a lot of them wanted this to be the new Israel. This is God's country. And, and there's plenty of conservatives who do believe that right the only now, two countries that are blessed by God are the United States yeah. And Israel, that has been stated. I think stated. Jack Hibbs just said that. Jack Hibbs right? did say and it. And a lot of these people in the New Apostolic Reformation look at uh, as the United States as, and by the way, John Elno, Johnny Elno, one of the leaders of the NAR uh, uh, Seven, Seven Mountain uh, movement, says that we're going to, you know, the, the church is going to roll on top of those seven mountains in place of Babylon before Christ comes back. Like, no, it's not. The horror is the horror of Babylon is on those seven seven hills ruling what he calls the seven mountains. The horror of Babylon is that's not the church, but it's interesting that they're mistaking the horror of Babylon, some of them, for the church ruling in the end times. This is really scary, and this is where the religious aspect moves in because I personally believe it's very likely that the false prophet will very likely be perhaps a pope. Right? I mean, why would Satan not use a pope who claims to represent Christ but speaks for? This coming new world order, but we have to keep our eyes open because it, that, like I said, it could be a number of different players, and I don't want to—I don't lock myself in. I just say what best fits the scenario right now, and then I'm also ready for any curveballs the enemy sends. But God's given us a revelation for reason. It gets heavier though. Think of our country and think of it being a for those who view it as the new Israel. You know, that's a counterfeit kingdom, right? And then the apostasy that's here with over 60 million babies being sanctioned to be murdered in our country. We are not a Christian nation by any stretch of the imagination. A Christian nation doesn't butcher over 60 million of its most innocent people and claim to be God-fearing and love Jesus. So this nation has really you know, drifted far from any of its moral deals. In fact, Thomas Jefferson, and you could just look at the Jefferson Bible where he ripped out almost all the miracles, and then it ends with the, re- the, the uh, Jesus being buried behind a tomb, but there's no resurrection. It just ends right there, okay? And he called the apostles some pretty bad names, you know. And uh, he, he, you know, he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm telling you right now. When you look at our history, uh, you know, you have some God-fearing people there in our history, but you also have people 
who wanted to take the morals of the Bible and create their own their own you know version of utopia and so forth. So these are some things I want to point out to you that I think will really uh, be quite eye opening. First of all, this horror Chad rides the beast. Who's the who are the beast empires described as? It's that Middle Eastern territory, and she rules over it. Says the kings of the earth. Think of that. What nation has been riding the Middle East for decades more than any other nation? Literally and, using their oil to ride around, too. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, it's, well, let me read some scriptures to you. Revelation 17, 3, and she carried me, and he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of vastest names, having seven heads and ten horns. So it's interesting. I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast. So she sits on the beast. And listen to 17, 18. The woman whom you saw is the great city, which reigns over the kings of the earth. Listen to this. She rules over the kings of the earth, okay? And uh, she commits fornication with the kings of the earth, we read too. So who is it that rules over the kings of the earth more than any other nation? It's the United States, you know? In fact, think about it. You know how many bases we have around the world? If you subtract the bases that we lost in Iraq and Afghanistan recently, we have over 800 military bases. Chad, 800 military military bases around the world. You know, the UK, Russia, France, you know what they have together? If you were to conglomerate their military base, about 30 to 800. We have more military bases around the world than all the rest of the nations put together as far as in foreign lands. That's mind-boggling, okay? A couple other things to mention. Revelation, a few other things, but we only have so much time in the show, and I'll get in more depth in this another time. Revelation 18, 11. And the merchants of the earth, when Babylon is destroyed at the end of the tribulation period, Within, with fire in one hour. It says in verse 11, and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargo anymore. Wow. Wow. Now this, this blows me away because we're talking about, first of all, keep in mind too, that the United Nations is headquartered where? In New York. New York, yeah. We're talking about ruling over the nation of the world, 800 bases. But guess what else is in New York? Wall Street, okay? Uh, we import more than any country, even more than China. We, what nation of the world would be destroyed and, all, and, the, and the, 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 the merchants would be so bummed out because they've been made rich because of her and they weep and they're bummed out because this nation destroyed because that nation was importing their goods, buying their goods. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we were just talking about this because uh, there was a, a young lady who's a missionary friend of my wife's who you know as well. We went out to breakfast with her. She's from Macedonia. And we were talking about the economy and so forth. She's, and she was even saying from there in Macedonia how affected they are by United States specifically, by when things are yeah. going on in our economy, they're going on in there as well. And so I think it fits the bill just in my own practical anecdotes from just a recent lunch yeah. as a reality. You know? That's interesting. 2,400 and so, you know, Fortnite, I think it is billion, 2,409 billion uh, in, I think it was 2017 was what we brought in. 13.4% of the global total of imports. 13.4, you got hundreds of nations, right? We brought in 13.4 point of the global total into our country. So what nation would rules over the kings of the earth and also uh, would, when she's destroyed, would cause the merchants to lament that nobody buys their goods? A couple more things too. How about the spread of immorality, okay? Verse 3 of chapter 18, for the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality 
and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. So she spreads her immorality throughout the world. What nation, what people group, uh, and we're talking, and we're, if you're talking about city, we could be talking about New York City, right? And if we talk about a city representing the rest of the country as well, we talk about the United States, uh, which, by the way, uh, some have argued that um, that the Capitol is one of the many hills, Capitol Hill, in one of seven hills that Washington is built on, okay? Uh, although there's a, several cities that have built on seven hills, but I believe the hills being mentioned in Revelation, he says five have been, one is, and one is yet to come. I believe it's, those are representative of actual uh, kingdoms, which we don't have time to get into. We've already talked about some of them, actually. So uh, she, this nation, is the mother of prostitutes, the mother of whoredoms, the mother of harlots, and she spreads her immorality throughout the world. Who has done that more than any other country? I've traveled all around the world, you guys. I've been all over the world. Chad's been in some of those places with me, and it's not China. It's not Russia. People are wearing Hollywood shirts. People are enthralled and influenced by our rock stars, our pop stars. And we have basically influenced hundreds of millions of people, hundreds and hundreds of millions of people toward immorality through our sensuality as a nation. Uh, There's so many other things I want to say about this. And by the way, in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, before Babylon is destroyed at the very end, uh, a voice from heaven is, come out of her, my people lest she partake of her sins and of her plagues. There's more Jewish people in the United States other than Russia, and many of those in Russia had gone back and are still going back, right? Many of those in the United States have stayed because of our luxury, you know, and haven't gone back to the land of Israel yet. And many of God's specific people, uh, believers, we have a lot of Christians here. And yeah, well, well, doesn't there a lot of Christians in Israel, in, in, a, in a United States? Yeah. And God says, come out of her, my people, lest she partake of her her sins and of her plagues. And is, is, is he saying to come out of her right now? No. Uh, I had a friend that used to say, you know, and I've shared some of this stuff with him and he's, you know, and uh, he shares a similar view and he's like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, no, because he thought Babylon would be destroyed real soon. I go, no, if you read the book of Revelation, she's destroyed under the seventh bowl at the very end. And we're supposed to be missionaries to the uttermost parts of the earth until that voice tells us to leave this place. If indeed this is Babylon, the great, the horror of Babylon. All I'm saying right now is, you let me know what's a better candidate. I don't think, honestly, uh, some say, oh, the Vatican, that's that whore of Babylon, you know? The Vatican, the, the, well, really, if the Vatican was destroyed, it would only take one small missile, by the way. Nobody would be surprised if it was destroyed in an hour. would be like, whoa, you know, it just take, you know, not even a missile. I mean, you could just, you know, carpet bomb it. It'd, it'd be gone. But guess what? If ba- the Vatican was destroyed, would all the merchants of the earth say, who will buy our goods anymore? No, it doesn't fit. Oh, I do believe Catholicism fits into the horror of Babylon and the religious aspect. I do believe there's a spirit of Antichrist within the Jesuits and so forth, uh, and that that uh, are, has spread a lot of immorality. But I believe it's a commercial and a spiritual empire that rides the beast in the end. So we're talking about the New World Order, Chad. We're talking about two major factions that actually, one destroys the other in Revelation 17. It says, and I'll read it in Revelation 17, Here's the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Uh, and I don't believe it would take a whole lot of wisdom if those were literal mountains, because they would just say, oh, seven mountains over there. But he's talking about the five that have been, the one is, and the one that's yet to come, because he talks about those seven, those seven heads on the beast, which are those five, one, and the other one, seven. So he says, here is the mind of him, uh, him that has wisdom, the mind which has wisdom, that the seven mountains are, se- are seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits, and they are seven kings. 
Five have fallen. One is, the other has yet to come. And when he comes, he must remain a little while. The beast, which was and is not, is himself also an eighth. So he comes out of that seven, he's eighth, and is one of the seven. And he goes into destruction. Now, this is important. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. So we haven't, we're not seeing that happen with Putin and these ten nations quite yet, anything like that. So we can't say, oh, this is it. This is the very end. It's not. Ten nations will give their power to the beast. And listen to verse 13. These have one purpose, and they give their power and authority to the beast. Okay, verse 14. These will wage war against the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called the chosen and the, are called the, are the called the chosen and the faithful. And it's interesting because he says, and he said to me, the waters which you saw were, uh, where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So we're wanting to lead the new world order right now. Biden says we're leading it. We're gathering the nations together right now. I mean, everything we're talking about, you should be blown away. I mean, I'm blown away. I've been looking at this for years, but I'm still blown away. It's like, wow, when I see it take shape. But when I see Putin and this other stuff going on in the Middle East and them trying to destroy Israel and then us over here trying to create a new world order, I'm not confused. I'm like, wow, that's exactly what you should see. This is what's a blow mind. Uh, verse 16, and if you're a YouTube fact checker, you're actually listening to the message. Look at what the word of God says, man. Look at what's going on. <laughs> Hit your knees, repent and turn to Jesus and give glory to God. Verse 16, and the ten horns which you saw, and the beast, these will hate. Now, this is important. Verse 16. And the ten horns which you saw, and the beast, that's the Antichrist, these will hate the harlot, and will make her desolate and naked, and will eat her flesh, and will burn her up with fire. Wow. So it's interesting that we are reading this in verse 18. The woman whom you saw is the great city, which reigns over the kings of the earth. Again, the UN, United Nations, is headquartered in in New York City, okay, which to me looks like Babylon right now. And we rule over the kings of the earth more than anybody else, 800 bases worldwide. And we're talking about leading the new world order. And guess what? Biden's agenda, is it God's agenda? Is, is he like God-fearing, let's give glory to Jesus and just fear God and hit our knees and pray and fast and, and seek the Lord? No, man, he's pushing the whole, you know, LG, he's pushing all the in the gay agenda. He's pushing, uh, you know, the, the, the transgender deal. He's He's pushing abortion and killing innocent babies. And one day, this harlot religion right here and this harlot uh, system and this city of commerce and, and politics will have the blood of the saints on its hands. And it already has the blood of over six, 60 million babies on its hands. Okay, And those babies, by the way, we believe in the age of accountability. They all belong to God. So there's already yeah. 60 million uh, children of God that have been slaughtered in this country. And she has the drippings of God's children on her hands. And it'll get worse as she persecutes the church. Yeah, you know, it's important, guys, and, and I wanted to just encourage you, uh, you know, as we're we're getting ready to, to lock it up here, but I want to encourage you, because Joe's going to go even more in depth, and I know we went kind of fast tonight, so if you need to go back and watch this over, please check that out, but go to Blessed Hope See Me, it's going to be starting at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time on Sunday to check out his message on Gog and Magog, and I want to let you also know that in a week, on the 2nd and 3rd, I will actually be in Texas. We want to tell you guys about that. Uh, doing a speaking about building a biblical foundation because we're literally trying to build a foundation of a barn church there in Texas, and we'll have a link in the description for anyone who wants to be involved with that as well and help us out. But nonetheless, if you guys want to come, you can RSVP on the number there, and we can we can see you. But also, you guys can check out every live stream every Sunday. 
as well as us meeting here on Thursdays. For those who are involved in Good Fight Ministries, we have so many of you on there right now. So we want to make sure that you guys know that it's not only today. There'll be a 511 News at 6 a.m. tomorrow. There'll be a live show on Sunday, a li- or a live teaching on Sunday, live teaching on Wednesday. If you go to our Blessed Hope See Me site, I really want to encourage you guys to go there. And I wanted to do that while we have the most amount of people here. Before we, we get this last message, and you have about five minutes or so when I kick it back to you, but you have this new world order coming. We've had people write on here, man, I'm really scared about this. I'm nervous about this. What are, you know, in, in terms of the situation happening, maybe they see these world leaders and their, their, their hearts are trembling because of it. And so maybe as just, um, you know, for someone that maybe you're clicking on this, you're a non-believer and you're like, I'm hearing all this new world order stuff. Let me see this weird video, right? I did the same thing with they sold the souls to rock and roll. So I've been there, all right, before I came to Christ. And I got saved after watching it. And I got saved after watching it. So think about that. And and really, Joe, with that in mind, should we be the kind of people that say, well, let's get our guns ready. Let's get ready to shoot down the NWO. We're going to stop this right here in its tracks. And if we can gain these seven mountains and we can gain control, then we will usher in the kingdom of God because we're going to save everybody. Or is there another message to be said that involves the kingdom of God truly being built on earth that's not involving post-millennial false eschatological doctrine? Yeah, Jesus said, if my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight. Uh, We don't usher in the Lord's kingdom by force. Uh, The Lord Jesus Christ returns in Revelation 11. We read in verses 15 through 19 at the seventh trumpet. uh, Paul said the last trumpet will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We'll descend with him. The Bible says at that last trumpet in Revelation 7, the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of Christ. That's another picture of the Armageddon. His great wrath has come and destroy those who are destroying the earth, it says, and to reward his saints, which obviously happens at Christ's second coming. He comes quickly at the end of Revelation 22. He says, my reward is with me. So we're, we're Jesus is the one who ushers in the kingdom. Right now, uh, you know, Satan offered his kingdom to Jesus, and Jesus declined, thankfully, right? And he said, get behind me, Satan. To worship the Lord and worship Lord thy God and worship Him only, and it's interesting because uh, Satan will offer those same kingdoms to the Antichrist, and he will say, "Yep, I'll do it." Hook, line, and sinker, and that's where this all is headed, right? Well, we're separate from that kingdom. Jesus has called us out of the world. Okay, we are having called out of the world. He says, "If the world hates you, you know that they hated me before they hated you." And you're not of the world. He told us that we've been called out of the world. We're the ecclesia of the church. So, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're to be separate from the world system. But I want to encourage you, don't fret, man, because you need to make sure to, to face these times. The Bible says, to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, the rose darkness world, spiritual wickedness in high places and so forth. He says, therefore, put on the whole, whole armor of God. And we're supposed to take up the armor of God. You need to have the armor of God on. That means the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You need to take up God's word, amen. You need to put on these, the breastplate of righteousness, all these pieces. But one thing I want to focus on, as Chad kicked it over to me to end this thing, is you need to have the helmet of salvation on it right now. So your mind will be right with God. So you'll be at peace. What's the helmet of salvation? I just did a study on uh, hope. And when we looked at the study on hope, uh, last just was it yesterday, Chad? Last we looked night. at what, yeah. is the, what is the helmet of salvation? It's called, the helmet's called the hope of salvation. But there's more to it. Because then we went to 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 4 and 5, where it talks about the rapture, talks about the Lord's return, how he's coming back, right? And that... Uh, while the world is saying peace and safety, right? The new world order says they'll be saying peace and safety. Then sudden destruction will come upon them as to prevail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. But it says, but we are not appointed to wrath. So when God's wrath comes and the Lord Jesus Christ returns like a thief and brings destruction on the wicked, we're not appointed to that wrath, but to obtain salvation. And then he says, 
take this hope of Christ's return as a helmet, right? So the help, the, the, the salvation that we're pointed to and is Christ's second coming. So we're looking, so this is the key right here. As you put your focus on Christ, you keep your mind stayed on him. Don't let Peter get your eyes off of him where he started to sink when he looked at the waves. Keep your eyes on Jesus and look at the waves through his eyes because he walks upon all of this. He, he overcomes it. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So this is what you need to do. The hope, the helmet of salvation, when you put Ephesians chapter 6 with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, is, is our hope of salvation, not only now, but in Christ's coming, and that he is coming to bring salvation. He's coming to bring wrath on the wicked, and that he is the one who reigns, and he's the one that ultimately rules. So when Jesus Christ returns and defeats the Antichrist, the Bible tells us something very powerful. In Hebrews 9, 27 and 28, it says, The point of man wants to die, but after this judgment. And then it goes on to say in verse 28 that he appeared the first time in reference to our sin, to die for our sins on the cross, to pay for our crimes against God. But he refer return a second time, it says. It's not a second and then the preacher rapture and then the third time at the end. No, a second time, one second coming at the end of the age, at the end of the tribulation. He will appear a second time, he says, in reference to salvation. He said, he that endures the end will be saved. Paul said our salvation is dearer to us than when we first believed. So your helmet of salvation is your hope in Jesus, your trust in him, that he's going to make good on his promises, and that he's going to fulfill that, fulfill that, and you're going to be getting a resurrected body. So what can man to do to you? Man can't do a thing to you. So here's the difference. Those who don't have the helmet of salvation, Luke chapter 21, Jesus says when they see these things taking place, he says their hearts are going to fail them. For fear of things coming to the earth, they're going to faint. They're going to fear. They're going to freak out. But for the believer, Jesus said when these things begin to come to pass, those who have the helmet of salvation, we're looking forward to his return. He said, lift up your heads for your redemption, your salvation is drawing near. That's the key. Focus on Jesus and be hardcore about focusing on him, who he is, and his coming salvation, and you will never falter. Amen. And I just wanted to point this out. I hate to mess up that note, but guys, make sure if you haven't yet, go to MarvelDCExposed.com because this is all in context. What was that, Marvel what, bro? MarvelDCExposed.com. This is all in the same context because we're talking about an agenda taking place here. And really, ultimately, it's an antichrist agenda preparing people to accept this entire system and accept the Antichrist and accept the mark. And it's happening in entertainment. You'll be blown away. Don't believe me. Just watch it. You can hear it from their own words. And you guys can check that out at MarvelDCExposed.com. Don't miss it. I I mean, so many people I know have already seen that. Even people in the chat were writing. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I had somebody write in today. What should I do with all my stuff? And I want to point this out. For those who I know we just went over the one hour mark. So I'll try to do this real quick. But for those, we got, I got three different emails or messages just in the last day. I finally got to go through my emails today. And <laughs> all three of them had to do with, I have all these comics. I have all these things. What should I do with them? Acts chapter 19 tells us what happened Amen. when they realized their witchcraft was ultimately demonic and they needed to give their life to Christ. It says that they went together and they burnt them. And it even talks about the value and how much money could have been had by it. But instead, the silver. That's right. But instead, they burnt it up. Amen. A lot of money these days. Amen. And instead, they burnt it up. They didn't want to profit off of occult wi- uh, wickedness. So praise God Amen, for you guys. Bro. That's a that's an overall answer if anyone ever asks. But I'll send the same exact uh, answer each time. So love you guys. guys. Press love out of Jesus. God bless you. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show, brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. 
or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.